You are listening to What in the Horror with your host Lando and Tim. Welcome back to episode 85 of What in the Horror with your host Lando and Tim. Today we will be reviewing a conference from 2023 and the silence from 2019. So it's my turn to go first. So we'll go with the conference from 2023. So this movie is about a group of people that go to a remote shack type place. It's got different cabins for two different people each, except for one who's a real bitch. But basically they end up finding out that one of them, her signature that she doesn't remember signing or using on a piece of paper, signing it and stuff, she doesn't remember it. So she ends up finding out that her boss or whatever faked her signature and shit and while she's finding that out, she's finding out, also finds out that the land that they took didn't compensate the previous landowners. And one of the landowners, she ends up finding out they killed themselves shortly after signing over their land. So one by one, eventually, they end up being killed. First, the people that originally worked there end up getting knocked off one by one in various bloody different ways. And then finally, it's the people that work for whoever and they all go in different ways as well until you're left with this old guy this older lady this lady that fake had her signature faked and this really smart ass lady that i thought was gonna die seriously but she ended up killing the killer who also has like this giant mascot head on his head so he's hiding his identity throughout the whole movie and you don't really find out who he is. You kind of guess who he is sort of in the end. But he ends up getting his head chopped off with a golden uh, shovel. And the ending could have been done better. But that's pretty much how the ending goes. And so yeah, it's one of those movies that I like where you don't know who the killer is till the end. So before I start with my thoughts, Rotten Tomato gave this movie a 74% rating with an audience score of 52 Google gave it a 56%. I couldn't find a budget or box office score for this movie, which is fine because it would probably be in different money language or whatever because this movie is actually a Swedish film. We just happened to watch it on Netflix and they have dubs that Tim apparently forgot. But anyways, when it comes to my thoughts, this movie had a good story, but I did find things a bit confusing here and there. And uh, Blood and Gore was up there. So I'll give it a 4.5 on the blood, a 4 on the gore. I haven't gave those ratings in a while for blood and gore. I've seen more gore in slasher films like this. So, man. But, uh, yeah, you get no tits in this movie, but you get plenty of male ass cheeks for you ladies out there. Or guys, whatever you're into. Anyways, uh, I did find this a really good film from Sweden. But the fact that they really didn't show the face of the guy except for the newspaper towards the end of the movie. Also, didn't care of how he dies. So simple. I mean, he could have went out like a badass or something. It would have made the ending a lot better. But I did enjoy the slow-mo when the girl cuts off his head with that golden shovel. I mean, the slow-mo of the blood dripping off of him and in the air while his head's falling down. I, that was the best part of the whole damn movie. I did like that at least. So I'm giving this film... A 4.5 score rating. What about you, Tim? Yeah, this uh, this film, yes, did get me with the subtitles. The first guy, wait a minute, this isn't in English, and I realized it was a 
dub thing underneath. But yeah, watching the movie, it uh, that's it, at first, you know, in typical dub movie, you get the whole weirdness with the voices not lining up, and apparently Swedish is a lot different than English because they seem to ramble on way far longer than than the actual subtitle needs than the the dub title needs. That's a good storyline ish. Um, there's a couple people you're really glad to see die, honestly. And uh, one of them literally uh, gets a very unique death that throughout ever since he was injured, <laughs> you kind of want it to happen. But yeah, I don't want to get that away, but it's worth the movie. Let's just say um, he gets a little off the top. <laughs> and I think that's yeah, the best part. Yeah, he got one hell that, of a haircut. That, that's actually, I mean, it wouldn't necessarily have killed him, but yeah, I'm okay with it. But uh, yeah, um, that was actually my favorite part of the movie. I like that even better than the head being dropped off because that one there, I just like, yes, damn it. You know, the storyline is up and down a lot. There is plenty of uh, blood. There's blood everywhere, man. Everything's covered in blood. Even the intro shows the model covered in blood and everything and kind of gives you the idea. But it's like, eh, it's just going to be cheesy. And then it gets in there and it's actually quite a bit of really good blood. I would say the best death was in the pool. Keep an eye out for the pool. That's that was the most as far as gore. That was the top. And yeah, four point five skull rating on the the gore is actually pretty damn good. I mean, blood four parts five on the blood four on the gore. I liked your scoring in that because the gore. Yeah, we've seen better, but not in a long time. Not in a real long time as far as that goes. Um, weird setting for everything. The whole thing's just odd. Only thing that bugged me a little is why if the guy had a grudge against the company, why did he have to take out all the employees for the place? They didn't even seem like they did anything wrong, but eh, whatever. Well, you know, when you, you have to break some eggs to make an omelet, right? Yeah. So yeah, my overall, my, uh, my rating for this one would be uh four skulls. Cause I would watch it again, but they could have, like I said, added a little more story and the, the dub thing does take a little away in translation. Yeah. That's me. Oh, yeah. Totally agreed. I mean, I'm used to watching movies like that. I mean, I grew up watching Jackie Chan movies. But, uh, yeah, I have no other thoughts on that movie, so I think we'll go with Tim's movie because I totally forgot that we had another movie to go to. <laughs> <laughs> Super Cop got you. Yep. Got yeah, that weed. Whew. Anyways, I think we'll go with Tim's movie now, which, again, is called Silence from 2019. Take it away, Tim. First off, you have the... If you've watched the new Sabrina series, you've got Sabrina the Teenage Witch. But unfortunately, she has no powers or can't even hear you if you talk to her. She can read your lips, though. So. so it begins as a cave research team unearths a new known, uh, unknown species of a pterosaur-like creature. And that later is referred to, referred to as Vesp. And they violently tear apart and kill the researchers uh, and fly out of the mine. And they do recover this footage later, so they actually air it at one point in the movie. So even they know what they are. And uh, these things reproduce on an alarming rate, you find out later, uh, using hosts as uh, a dead host as incubators. Creepy. But anyhow, they um, they can't see because they're cave dwellers, but you can't make any noise. They're not sensitive to light, unfortunately. So this isn't one of those movies where you can hide during the nighttime and then come out during the day, which a lot of cave dwelling ones are like that. And because uh, they adapted to the light quickly. And uh, they, it goes through this whole thing of this family with this deaf daughter um, who wasn't born deaf. And they um, it's the grandmother who apparently sneaks some smokes, even though she has some health issues and shouldn't be. Uh, so the granddaughter catches her once. 
There's a uh, grandson is what her. She's got a grandson. And then you got the parents and uh, they decide to leave town. But the daughter actually has a boyfriend who, well, kind of boyfriend that walks her home from school after she gets bullied. And um, he's learning sign language too to communicate with her. And throughout this whole thing, she keeps getting on a tablet. And for some reason, it seems like the tablet has sound on. I think it's for our benefit, but I hope she really doesn't listen to sound on because that'd be crazy during this whole movie. Um, uh, everything goes through an emergency broadcast system. You see it. And eventually all the channels go off the air. Um, they wind up finding this place in the country after they uh, have an accident because their uncle, who's just a friend of her dad's for since they were kids, that stood up for him as a kid, who's a gun freak, by the way. And the son, the son actually rode with him for a little while and then got scared and wanted his family. Well, he went off the road and got tipped over and trapped. And of course, uh, as a this is when they don't know exactly what's going on and everything, and they're just kind of figuring it out a little bit about the sound thing. Well, they all get in a car, but the thing tries to attack the car as they're making noise. And even worse, as um, the father goes outside and start, starts to go try and see about helping out or doing something uh, with the parent to try and help his friend, I think, he's headed toward it. And uh, one of the things lands on the roof and it kind of is searching for him, but it can't see him can only hear him well then the grandmother she winds up coughing because of her issue and they have to give her an inhaler during this is all the things all freak out and they keep scratching the same spots which is unique because these things are very very accurate for something they can't see now i'm only going through this first thing because this is a big one because you don't know what the hell's going on at this point and then the friend slash uncle as they call him sacrifices himself to save the family and they move on and find this little cabin in the woods with this crazy old lady in it who tries to scare them off and uh, starts yelling and then winds up uh, getting attacked by these things. So, uh, fires a gun off and gets attacked by these things and torn shreds. He finds a way in through a drain pipe, but stirs up a rattlesnake. Doesn't know it. Family starts coming through. Rattlesnake starts rattling. These things fly into the tunnel, kill this rattlesnake. Now that's some super accuracy and really scary. Unfortunately, they start getting the mother's leg on the backside as well. And she's trying her best to be quiet, but it, wasn't doing a great job. He fends them off getting a wood chipper. And then from then on out, it becomes a battle. Um, they have to go get antibiotics. When they do, they come across this really creepy cult where they cut off tongues, their tongues and such. And this cult becomes like a um, stalker because apparently the daughter is fertile and they want a fertile. Um, they, they like the idea of having another fertile woman. So this feels like a Manson situation. It's really creepy. Big fight goes down. They get away not uninjured, um, move on and try to, uh, the the boyfriend of the daughter lets them know there's a refuge up north and they have to head that way. This place, this is, and then they work their way north and apparently there's just, these things are brutal and there's so many of them. Um, Got to live in silence your whole life. That's That'd be really tough. You break a stick, you're going to die. Uh, I really don't know how it's expanded. Weeks later, the family treks across the U.S. and Arise the refuge, but you see, you can tell the only way you can really tell the age is the father's beard has grown. And uh, the worry is, as they, they're killing Sylvester with uh, bow and arrows, her and her boyfriend, Rob, Allie and Rob. And um, she does in like an internal dialogue throughout the whole movie. And this, she goes, uh, The only worry is because the, the Vespa can't handle the cold, but like this one here was near snow. And uh, they're worried whether or not they'll adapt. Like she adapted to a soundless lifestyle when she lost her hearing. And that's actually a very, I mean, look how quickly they adapted to daylight. So it's kind of a scary situation. Uh, 
creature movie. Definitely a creature movie. It reminds me of a couple different movies in the past, but I'll get into that when we get into the details. Um, Lando, do you got anything on this movie? No, I always... I do. Anyways. Well, Rotten Tomato gave this movie even a lower score, even the audience did, with 29% from Rotten Tomato themselves and 26% from the audience. Google gave it a little bit better of a score, with a 63%. Couldn't find a budget for this movie, but I did find a box office for this one at least, with a $2.3 million box office score. Uh, when it comes to my thoughts, another good story for a movie about a family of survivors trying to fend off these newly discovered flying monsters that take over the world. But do have a but I do have a couple problems with this film. Again, we get shitty CGI. It's the 2000s. Even back in 2019, we could have done better than these CGI monsters, in my opinion. Blood was there, but not enough for my liking, so I'll give it a about a three for the effort. And a two for the gore, since it was slacking in that too, for my liking as well. Uh, could have been more action, but I won't fault it for that. Things I did like were... The overall story, like I said, them shortly fighting off these cult members who want the girl who's deaf. I like how they made the main focus was being silent because they made one of the characters in this movie deaf. I kind of like that. The kills were pretty cool, even though the CGI monsters knocked the rating down a little to a 3.5 skull rating. What about you, Tim? Yeah, I agree with you. The CGI was mm, meh. It reminded me kind of another movie I watched once with the uh, uh, dragons. Uh, same guy who played Batman was in it. And uh, uh, it's a very similar storyline where they unearthed them and they came up. The difference is these things would be creepy as hell because of how quickly they reproduce. And uh storyline's good. Uh, that that cult, man, that, that cult was scarier than those monsters. I'd re- the monsters are going to give you quick. I mean, what that cult thing. Oh, that just that gave you the chills. It's like, no, 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 no. Yeah, as soon as they asked the fertile thing about the girl, I cringed like a son of a bitch. Yes, I was already feeling that's where we were headed, but once it said it, it's like, oh, cringe. Super cringe, yeah, that was bad. Sending a little kid to try and bait everything, get it going with a bunch of cell phones making noise, and basically getting willing to sacrifice the little girl. It's like, that's really messed up. Yeah, it's just, oh, just that part was creepy. Yeah, that's a huge hard watch for me though and one i had one other issue with the movie we know how to live in silence not really we know how to sign i like the fact they could sign that was a really good factor but she's deaf that means technically she can make noise and not know it that seems like the opposite of living in silence but i'll give it to them anyway because it was believable enough that they made it through and i did like the communicating to sign i thought that was a really great way to to make it so they could actually say things and communicate things. Like even they communicate each other around that guy when they first met him and he didn't know what they were saying, thankfully, because we did, they would have been screwed. But yeah, I actually really, really enjoyed the storyline. I just wish they kind of done a little bit better with the CGI, a few of the kills. I saw the wood chipper later that they ran all those things through because a lot of them flew in, kept killing themselves in it. <laughs> and the wood chipper was clean. It's like that thing should have been like, obliterated yet the body was next to it for the old lady i had a few little things nitpicking but an overall overall good movie but uh with this one here yeah i would say blood uh, two and a half it was there but it wasn't great a mid-level and 
gore. You know, they had the bodies and stuff torn apart, but yet the clothes were always intact. That bugged me, so that drops your gore to it, too. If you're going to tear up bodies and show the bodies completely torn of flesh, there has to be, like, torn clothes, too. Don't put on fully functional brand new clothes on them. Kind of ruins it. So it wasn't even, the clothes weren't even bloody if you looked at it. It's like, okay, these things tore these people apart within seconds. There would be blood everywhere. So, yeah. And as far as overall rating, it's worth a watch. I'd say three and a half skulls. It's worth a watch. Yeah. Agreed. But yeah, I think that'll be it for this episode. So if you have any movie suggestions, as always, you can always email us at what in the horror podcast at gmail.com. Or hit us up on our Twitter account. That's what in the horror podcast, all one word. And also join our Discord that I keep talking about and no one joins. Where the fuck are you? Anyways, as always, I've been Lando. And I've been Tim. And we are. We're the fuck out of here. You were listening to What in the Horror. See you next time. <laughs>